It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Tropicana Field over in St. Petersburg, Florida. Marlins in the Rays' first of three this week. David Robertson made his first career start for the Tampa Bay Rays, although he's been around for quite some time. Edward Cabrera, on the other hand, for Miami, was in search of his first major league victory. Well, a rough night for the Marlins at the Trop against the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. The Rays headed to the American League East Division Championship back in the playoffs for the third straight year for the seventh time in 14 seasons. And they look like a playoff team tonight. And the Marlins looked like a struggling team, just uh, not only in getting beat and getting shut out, held only two hits, but playing sloppy baseball, making a lot of mistakes that the Rays took advantage of and route to an easy win here in the opening game of this series at the Trop. David Robertson was the opener for Tampa Bay tonight, pitching against Edward Cabrera. Robertson was only going to go an inning, and he walked leadoff man Miguel Rojas on four pitches, and that's when the uh, sloppiness began for Miami. Rojas got picked off at first base, not even leaning, trying to steal second base, simply looking at the ground. When the pitcher spun and threw over to first, Miggy didn't even react. Very uncharacteristic for the leader of this ball club. Uh, anybody who follows this team knows all that Miguel Rojas has done and accomplished and what he means to this team. It's not a play that you see Miggy make off and not a mistake you see him make. But uh, he just fell asleep. He was picked off, and that set the tone for the night as the Rays would go on to an easy 8 nothing win. Marlins didn't manage another base runner after that in the first inning. In the bottom of the first, Edward Cabrera got the first two outs Brandon Lau and Wander Franco on 10 pitches, but then he walked G-Man Choi. Nelson Cruz singled between the shortstop and third baseman. Austin Meadows walked, so suddenly the bases were loaded with two outs. The Rays had a chance to strike first with Randy Arosarena at the plate. Bases loaded, runners be in motion here. The 3-2 pitch, Arosarena line drive, left field, down the line, fair ball into the corner. That's going to clear the bases. Arosarena hustles into second base with a three-run double, and the Rays strike first. Three runs here in the first inning after the first two men were retired. It wound up being a 40-pitch first for Cabrera, who came back, struck out Joey Wendell finally to end that inning. But he got the first two outs on 10 pitches, needed 30 pitches to get that elusive third out, and it was 3-0 Tampa Bay after one. David Robertson done after just the one inning and 13 pitches. Ryan Yarbrough came on in the second, allowed a one-out single to Lewis Brinson, but then retired the next two. In the Rays' second, Cabrera walked the number eight and nine men, Francisco Mejia and Kevin Kiermaier, to start things off. So two on, nobody out. But then he hit his stride, and he would retire the next six in a row. He struck out Brandon Lau, got Franco to fly to left, and he struck out G-Man Choi to end the second inning. In the third, he struck out Nelson Cruz, got Meadows in a drive to the track and right, and then struck out a Rosa Reina. But that would be it. Three innings and no more for Cabrera tonight. Two hits, three runs, walked four, struck out six, through 76 pitches, 45 strikes. Ryan Yarbrough on in relief of the opener, Robertson. 
sailed along through six innings of two-hit shutout ball, no walks, four strikeouts. The only base runners allowed by Yarbrough, a one-out single by Brinson in the second inning, a leadoff hit batsman Eddie Alvarez hit by a pitch near the knee in the third, and then with two outs in the fourth inning, Jesus Sanchez doubled over the head of the center fielder Kiermaier, but that would be the last base runner the Marlins would manage in the game. The final 16 consecutive Marlins went down against Yarbrough and the rest of the Rays' bullpen tonight. 20 of the final 21 Marlins were retired in this ball game as the Rays would coast on to victory. They scored those three first-inning runs. Then with Sean Gunther on in the fourth inning, a bunt base hit by Joey Wendell got things started. Francisco Mejia hit a ground ball between short and third. Eddie Alvarez, the third baseman, dove to his left, had to go off his glove, kicked off in the left center field. The runner Wendell went all the way to third base, and when he, uh, Jazz Chisholm decided to cover third base on the play, he enabled Mejia to go to second. Uh, Jazz thinking that Alvarez and Rojas, who were chasing after the ball that was hit by Mejia, would vacate third. Well, the runner's going to go to third anyway. Jazz broke for third base, and Gave Mejia a chance to move up to second. So when is a ground ball double off the third baseman's glove for Mejia? Second and third, nobody out. And that runner moving up to second base would matter instead of first and third with nobody out. It was second and third with nobody out, and Kevin Kiermeyer was the batter. On one, two, Kiermeyer floats one in the air down the left field line. And that's going to fall fair and kick up against the sidewall. Brinson was way over in the left center, couldn't reach it. And that's going to score two runs, a double, two RBI for Kiermaier. It's 5-0 Rays. Mejia would not have scored from first base. He did score from second. Now, Gunther would come back, retire the next three, but it was 5-0 Tampa Bay after four. Gunther stayed out there in the fifth inning with one out. Austin Meadows singled with two outs. He went to second base on a Joey Wendell walk. Then a Gunther Wild pitch advanced the runners to second and third. That wild pitch would prove costly, putting a second man in scoring position for Francisco Mejia. On 2-1, line drive, left center, in for a base hit. That's going to bring home two more runs. Mejia delivers, Meadows scores, Wendell scores, and it's 7-0 Tampa Bay. That fifth inning would be the final inning for Gunther. Two innings, six hits, four runs, a walk, and a couple of Ks. Zach Thompson worked a scoreless sixth inning. Zach Pop came on in the seventh, allowed an infield hit to Randy Arosarena to lead things off. Arosarena was still at first base with two outs when Kevin Kiermeyer stepped up. Fly ball to center field. Starting back now coming on Sierra. He misplayed it and falls in front of him. Now bounces over his head around third base. Coming home to score Arosarena. And it's 8-0 Tampa Bay all the way to third base Kiermeyer. It'll likely be scored a triple, but it was simply misplayed in center field by Sierra. A ball that should have been caught. It was one of those nights. Uh, Marlins were calling Sandy Leone to get the final three outs in the bottom of the eighth inning. He allowed a leadoff double to Wander Franco, but then retired the next three in a row. G-Man Choi, Nelson Cruz, and Austin Meadows. So in his major league leading fifth pitching appearance of the season by a position player, Sandy Leone works a scoreless eighth inning. But uh, Dietrich Enns, who had pitched a 1-2-3 eighth, set down the Marlins 1-2-3 in the ninth. And the Rays complete the 8-0 shutout victory in the opening game of this three-game series for the Marlins. The shutout tonight, their 13th of this 2021 season. Marlins, who began the night tied for 27th in Major League Baseball, averaging 3.95 runs per game. Only the Rangers and Pirates score fewer runs per game 
in 2021. Marlins came in tied for 26th in team batting, 29th out of 30 teams in on-base percentage, 28th in slugging, 28th in OPS, 28th in homers, with the third fewest walks and the second most strikeouts. And none of those rankings got any better here tonight as the Marlins were shut out and held only two hits in this 8-0 loss to the Rays. For Tampa Bay, eight runs, 11 hits, no errors, nine left. For the Marlins, no runs, two hits, no errors, two left. Ryan Yarbrough, the winner, 9-6. and six. Edward Cabrera falls to 0-3 to start his big league career. Time of the ballgame, two hours, 59 minutes. The Rays improved to 95-59, and 59, a win tomorrow, and they would equal their season best by climbing 37 games over 500. The Rays are now 50-29 and 29 at home. Uh, any way you slice it, the numbers are really good for Tampa Bay. The Rays are also 13-5 and five against the National League in interleague play. Only the Red Sox at 13-4 and four have a better interleague winning percentage in all of Major League Baseball. Meanwhile, the Marlins, with this loss, fall to 64-89 and 89 on the season, now 24-51 and 51 on the road. The Marlins are the worst in Major League Baseball in interleague win-loss record, now 3-15 and 15 against the American League East, 1-3 against the Rays, 2-2 two and two against the Orioles, but 0-3 against the Red Sox, 0-3 against the Yankees, and 0-4 against the Blue Jays this year. The Marlins coming in tonight, I mentioned with the loss, fall to 24-51 on the road. Miami's been uh, near the bottom. Fifth worst in Major League Baseball in road winning percentage this season. While they've held their own at home, 40-38, and 38, they've had a real tough time on the road. They're... Series win in Washington, two out of three, September 13th, 14th, and 15th. Their only road series win going back to June 29th. Marlins have one series win, eight losses, and two splits in their last 11 road series. And they dropped game one of three at the Trop tonight, eight to nothing. On the bright side, Marlins pitchers struck out a dozen tonight. That means another $300. Toddler Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opponent this year, the Marlins Foundation contributes $25 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative as the Marlins and AutoNation again partner this season to try to strike out cancer in our communities. For this season now, 1,292 strikeouts Marlins pitchers and a contribution of $32,300 so far to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. Now, the Rays blanked the Marlins last night, 8 to nothing. The fourth time this season the Marlins have been held to two hits in a ball game. Let's hear from Don Mattingly afterwards. Thank you, Skip. Uh, you guys have played a lot of good games against the contending teams in the last month. Uh, but And you got to play, Chris, obviously, against this team. But tonight, even from the pickoff and the walks, it just was, didn't look like the team we've seen against some of the good clubs. Yeah, like you said, we played some good games against the contenders, and tonight wasn't one of them. Uh, yeah, started from the very, kind of very beginning. Um you know, obviously, Miggy, uh, characteristic, kind of got just got caught. I'm not quite sure. Um, wasn't very far off. Just was, you know, I'm not sure on that one. Obviously, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, yeah, and it just really kind of Endela situation there happened fast. And uh, yeah, Edouard. Early on was, you know, obviously with the deep counts and, uh, yeah, I just didn't, never really, never got anything going after that. 
was that a quick hook on De La Cruz, or or you you just can't argue that situation? Craig, I thought it was quick, and that's I kind of went back out at in between innings because he said he threw his bat, which I understand, but that's kind of more of an equipment violation. And uh, yeah, my, my biggest thing was it was like it's I know they're taught to like walk away, and if he I think if he walks away and Dale argues with Manny and Manny toss if he continues to argue from there and Manny tosses him from first, it feels a little different for me. I just felt like it was a little – I felt like it was a little quick. What did you say to Cabrera after the second inning, or at least the gist of the conversation? You know, it was it was a little like some of the um, conversations with Trevor last year when he had, you know, a rough outing going. And I knew that we were going to be quick with him in that – even that third. But I just said, hey, this it's it started off bad – I said, let's just go out and make pitches. I go, it's like you have your whole life. And so I said, just make pitches out there. And that's it. And I said, you're going you're to be fine. And he's going to be fine. Um, he, he's actually going to be really, really good. And nights like t- tonight are, <laughs> you know, I hate to say they're good for you, but they are. They, they let you know. And uh, – so that's all I said was basically, let's go out and make pitches. And I knew that he had one more inning left and just kind of wanted him to end it good. And the last thing I want to ask you is the play on um, with Mejia. I, I assume Jazz shouldn't be going to third, but he's trying to make a play. The, the blooper to the left field, nobody was at uh, second. Yeah, yeah, it hits off Eddie. He's going left. Miggy's kind of turned. I think Jazz is reacting to that, trying to get to, to, sec, to, get to third. Looked like Miggy would have got back there. Um, yeah, but that's kind of a reaction play on his part. I think he was trying to basically get the third and cover that base. Um, yeah. Jordan? Hey, Don, you mentioned that with Edward wanting him to go out, throw strikes in that third inning specifically. To see him make the adjustments and bounce back and not let that final inning spiral just – what, what does that say about his makeup and his ability to respond, especially after how the first inning went? Well, I don't, I don't know how much that says, but I'm glad he regrouped and went out and basically made pitches and, and had a really good inning. Um, I do think, you know, his his demeanor is really good. And he's 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 pays attention to what he's doing in between starts. Um He's just, you know, having some growing pains, and that's not always, you know, doesn't feel great at the time, but it has a chance to really help him. So uh, the kid's pretty composed. He didn't seem like he just gets lost. I'm, I'm sure it speeds up a little bit for him out there at times. Um, but he, he's going to be really good. So um, I don't necessarily think it has to say a whole lot just by going out that inning. But you can tell his demeanor and the way he works. He's going to be good. Christina? Donnie, in that first inning, he got the two quick outs, and then it just I mean, it was 30 pitches out her. Just what were you seeing from it? Was it a case of the it's speeding up on him, or is it just something that gets out of whack? Well, I think he, he gets the two quick outs. He walks uh, Choi, right, on uh, 3-2. I think he gets a deep count on – Cruz and he kind of hits that ball in the hole. Uh, and then I think we walk the next guy and it, and it seemed to, to get quick. And he had a decent count. He got, got behind 
you know, we, we talk about these guys. This is a club you got to get ahead of. You got to go out and get, get strike one. If you can, it has to be in a good area, but you got to get strike one and get, get the count in your favor and then go to work. Um, he gets behind Earl's arena. I think uh, 2-0 there gets back in the count and looked like he uh, changed up. He left up a little bit and, and he, and he got hurt. He got kind of hurt with his off speed tonight. Uh, we got to get him, you know, make sure. I think that's going to be part of his growth is, is, you know, he's been a, you know, a fairly low percentage with a fastball like he has. It's been a fairly low percentage through the minor leagues. And we just got to make sure he, he gets, stays confident with that because he can spot the ball. And when you can do that, you can, he's got to be confident in using it. I'm sorry, I was just going to, yeah, you mentioned the off-speed because his slider, I think, today, he had only given up a hit once to it twice today, but then he also got five strikeouts on it, so I guess you kind of see both ends of that spectrum. Yeah, and when I, when I say it, it's just a, it's a matter of keeping the usage and keeping guys honest, and I'm sure these guys are looking, you know, these teams aren't coming into the game blind. You know, they've been watching his starts. They're watching his usage. Um, they get a, they start to get a feel that, you know, what kind of pitcher this guy is. He likes going to his off speed or whatever it is. And it doesn't mean it can't still be effective and he still doesn't use it. It's, it's good. It's good. They're good pitches. Um, but the mix has to be in there um, that keeps them honest. Right. And they can't just disregard the fastball. Um, so, and that's, that's what I mean. So his, his, his off speed stuff is good, um, but we just gotta, we can't let, you can't let teams just disregard the fastball. Okay, now Dan. Yeah, Don, to to continue on on, on Cabrera, what are you seeing from him on terms of, on, or of in terms of how mature he's been looking out there in order to make those adjustments that you've been mentioning, you know, from an inning to another. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think he, I think he's okay, right? It hasn't went great. It does, probably the numbers probably don't look great, um, but again, he's going to be fine. And this is why he's here at this point uh, to make sure he gets this experience, understand what he has to deal with. You know, he comes into spring training next year, and and you hopefully he's he's made some some good adjustments and understands it. You know, going into the next season. So, I mean, I think he's handling it fine. Uh, you know, he's having to swallow swallow some things, some bad pills at this point, uh, different times. Again, if, if you just see in, for me, I feel like, I feel like I've been around long enough. You see the makeup of guys that it's going to bother him, but it's not going to deter him. It's like guys that can hit, know they're going to hit and they may go have some bad stretches, but in their mind, they're going to hit just a matter of time. And I think that's the way Edward feels that he's going to be good and he's going to be successful and it's just a matter of time. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins blanking 8 to nothing against the Rays in game one last night. They'll look to knock this series up at one apiece tonight when they send their ace Sandy Alcantara to the mound. He'll go up against the Rays left-hander Shane McClanahan. We'll be on the air at 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins radio network driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.